0: Hello and welcome to Finding Peace Within with your host Lisa L. Dalton and Candace Mollison. Let us first thank you for tuning into the podcast. Are you ready to live a life worth repeating? If so, grab your pen and pad, get ready to have thought-provoking conversations where we will bring insight and awareness on the importance of being true to who you really are. So, sit back, relax. And let's begin this journey to finding peace within together. Coming up on today's Finding Peace Within podcast and give, 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 give. I gave, uh, I think I gave $150 last week just random what's your cash app? what's your cash app? what's your cash app? because you know why because i'm rich i'm rich god has supplied all monies i am rich and i am giving back i am wealthy and i am giving back and now get your pen and your pad as we continue on our journey to finding peace within together hello everyone and welcome back to finding peace within as always i want to thank you for listening to the podcast if you haven't shared it with your friends or family yet do so now only thing you have to do is click on that thing that looks like a greater than sign that means share copy paste share copy paste and share if you um enjoy the podcast i would love to hear from you your feedback you can even record um if you're using anchor you can record a message and i can play it on the podcast so let's do that let's continue to help spread finding peace within to the world thank you all who said a prayer along with me for miss candace she is um recuperating very well We're just waiting on the doctor's report. She was pretty sick, guys. Uh, I didn't realize how sick she was. But um, she will be back with us, hopefully next week. But thank you all who lifted her up in your prayers. And we thank God because fall has finally arrived. Let's give God a hand praise for fall. Thank you, Lord. I love fall. I'm a winter baby. So I am in heaven and I love wearing sweaters and dark colors. So thank God for fall. It is finally here. Now we just need to do a rain dance. Are there any people out there that knows how to do a rain dance? I think I'm going to go outside and just start speaking in tongue and jumping up and down and praying for rain. Because we haven't had rain in like, I guess, five or what, four, five, six weeks? So uh, we do thank God for the nice weather. But y'all, nothing can grow if it doesn't rain. So we need rain. So I'm going to be having a, a rain dance service if you want to attend rain dance service. <laughs> Tonight, all right, wherever you are, we don't have to be together to agree on the rain. So, we're going to agree that God is going to send the rain this week. Uh, I had a very good weekend. My husband and I, um, if you don't know, we are um, we have our own ministry, music ministry, the Leviticus Singers of Charlotte. We've been ministering for oh, wow. About 15, 16 years, as long as Stephen and I have been together, Um, but singing professionally about 12. So we um, got an award this weekend from the Gospel Image Awards. Uh, We got the um, Trailblazers Award. So the trailblazers, I'm thinking the trailblazers are for those who are still, you know, going in the fight, who've been in the race for a long time, and they're still going on in the ministry. So we give God the glory for, for that award and just be recognized um, as independent artists and for the gift that God has given us to do and the ministry that we still continue to go and sing throughout the world. Now, let's get into today's lesson. Um, how to get rich and stay rich? Well, it's really more about our attitude toward being rich and not just being rich in money. Um Being rich in money is uh, temporal. But when I talk about being rich, In this episode, in this lesson, it's about being spiritually rich. And it takes a good attitude to even be spiritually rich. Do you want to be rich? We all want to be rich. But most of the time when we think about being rich, we're talking about money. But I'm rich in happiness. I'm rich in joy. I'm rich in peace. (laughs) I'm rich in love. I'm just rich in everything that I, that I have. And to be rich is just to have an abundance. When we think of rich people, we think, oh, wow, they got so much money. And they're wealthy and they've got more than enough money. So when, let's think about being rich differently. So when we're thinking about being spiritually rich, means we have everything we need that God has supplied for us today. So we're dealing with the manna. Remember when um, Moses and the children of Israel were crossing over and God gave them manna just for that day. They, they had to eat it that day. They couldn't pack it up. They couldn't put it in the mason jars. They had, to, they had to eat it that moment. So today I am rich. I have everything I need today. So, but it takes a different mindset to even get to that point of thinking that you're rich in what you have today. It takes attitude. So I'm also going to talk about the attitude and how we look at being rich in our attitudes. Now, John Maxwell is one of the world's most uh, greatest leaders that there is in the 21st century. And he's been around. He's a pastor. He's a a motivational speaker. I don't like motivational because you're only as motivated as the moment you're in it. Um, He's a transformational leadership teacher, leader. But there's one thing um, John says. It is, um, we've heard the term attitude is everything. Well, John Maxwell says attitude is the main thing. Attitude is the main thing, because there are um, there are a lot of things. um, It's the attitude is everything. Well, if you don't have the skills to do a certain thing, and you have the attitude, then more than likely you're probably gonna get the job or be assigned that task. But you could have the skills and the attitude, and that's a full package. So I agree with John Maxwell. Attitude is the main thing because there are some things that having a good attitude will get you into some places that having a good attitude would get you into that your skill set and your grace <laughs> won't you know i i know for for me there have been times in my life um especially in in at work and in my job setting with just the fact that I had a good attitude towards something that my leader saw that in me and promoted me as opposed to promoting the one that was able to do the job because I believe that anybody can be taught how to to do a job but you you can't teach a good attitude that takes time and sometimes we just need need to get people that's already in a good headspace that's already willing and able and capable to do a job and, or whatever it may be, even if it's a friendship, if you see somebody with a bad attitude, do you really want to be their friend? I know I don't. I don't want to be their friend. <laughs> Unless, you know, I'm just keeping it real. So if you got a nasty attitude, I I really don't want to be around you. I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just keeping it real. <laughs> but they are <were> just... <laughs> There are just some people in this world that you just don't want to be associated with because they just suck, man. Their attitude suck, which means there's something going on on the inside that's causing them to be that way. But we know God can change all things, but... At some point, it takes just being aware. And that's what spirituality is about, not religion. But being spiritual is just being aware of who you are, why you are, and what you do, what you do. I know when I I come across situations where I need to have those hard conversations or to bring something out that I know um, may not turn out my way. I always ask myself, um, what what am I looking for this outcome to be? What do I want the outcome of this conversation to to look like? And if I feel like um uh, I'm not gonna get the response that I want, I have to now begin to change my way of delivering the message. I have to change my attitude. So if I want my husband to do something or need my husband to do something, I first got to make sure um, he's capable of doing it. And we're going to talk about that. Expectations over reality. And I got to make sure he's in a good headspace because I don't want to go to him with something, knowing that, you know, he's tired because my husband worked long hours. I don't need to come to him with some problems or something I need him to do. When I know he's tired. And I think we need to be that way with our children too. Cause oftentimes we don't even treat our children as if they're humans. We just talk to them any kind of way and we expect them to just go along with it. But that's not that's not right because what we're doing is teaching them how to communicate with their own children when they do have children and get a wife or a husband and a family. So the you know, the home is the training ground for everything. And that's even with attitudes. So I always ask myself, um, what kind of outcome am I looking for? If I want a positive outcome, then I have to change my attitude and change my approach to a positive approach. That's something you all may need to start thinking about. If your responses uh, are not positive responses, then perhaps it's your attitude and how you're asking for it. Let's think about that. Um, there are some things that um, John Maxwell teaches in his book. Uh, the name of, the title of the book is The Difference Maker. And I'm um, I, I love his read his writings. I have several of his books. So if you're a leader, or it, regardless of whether you're a leader or not, John Maxwell's books are awesome to read and to study. And they're Bible based, um, practical based in corporate base he doesn't just talk to church people he talked to corporate world as well so don't just say oh he's not a preacher no he he is a man of god and he knows what he's talking about people pay him a lot of money just to speak when i was a beach body coach I went to Las Vegas, it was in 2013, 2013. I went to Las Vegas and he was the main speaker. And oh my God, just the knowledge and the wisdom that he dropped on us that day was just amazing. But he, um, in his book, The Difference Maker, he asked questions. And he um, gave five big attitude challenges. And and I'm going to share those with you all today. And they are the gap between expectation and reality. I hope you did get your pens and your past because you really, really do need them today. The gap between expectation and reality. So when we are expecting something, we have great expectations. Oh, I expect you to do this. Okay, let's talk about our children. Because we have, we've set these high expectations for our children to make straight A's. (laughs) <laughs> but the reality of it is your child may be facing some type of challenges there are some subjects they may be better at than they are the uh, in others my son adrian he my expectation was for him to go to college but he had an expectation of his own <laughs> and he dropped out and he went to do music so did he not meet my expectation? Uh, no, but the reality was he wasn't built for college. He just wasn't built for college. Was I disappointed? No, I wasn't because today, man, he's, he's, he's doing it. He's doing what he loves. And he didn't go to college for it. So we need to realize there is a difference in what we expect. Because when we don't get what we expect, then our attitudes go into feeling some type of way. Oh, I'm feeling some type of way about it because I expected you to do so and so and so for me. Well, sometimes people just aren't equipped to even do that. They don't have it in them to do. So we're sitting and expecting something from someone who can't even give it to you so the reality is face it face it if my husband does not like cutting grass not that he can't and i know he doesn't mind me sharing but He would rather pay somebody to cut the grass. Now, am I going to get upset with my husband because he doesn't like cutting grass? Do I just face the reality of it? He doesn't like cutting grass. And let's hire Mr. Egypt to do it. So Mr. Egypt has been cutting our lawn for the past five, six, seven years. He's been cutting our lawn for a long time. So we can have a peaceful house. I know my husband really doesn't care to do the handyman things. And it's not because, you know, it, that's just not his thing. My expectation when we got married was that he'd know how to do that stuff. Why? Because my daddy did it. You know, we're not married to our daddies, ladies. We're married to who our husbands are. So if you're looking to be married to your dad, you might need to think about that. You know, you the reality is... He would rather pay somebody to do it, or either I do it on my own, or, I, or you know we'll pay somebody to do it. But just realize that the expectations that we have and put on people will affect our attitude and how we respond to it, how we react to it. You know, with finding peace within, it's about responding, not reacting. Um, number five: growth equals change. Wow. Growth equals change. I have grown a lot in the past 20 years. And I'm not talking in size, you know, in dress size and pant size growth. I'm talking about my spirit. I'm talking about my maturity. I'm talking about my walk with Christ. I'm talking about my relationship with my husband. I'm talking about my relationship with myself. I'm talking about my, my relationship on my jobs, my relationship with my friends, my relationship with my ministry. I've grown in that and in that growth, change has come. Now I could have done several things. i could have faced it. Uh, with a bad attitude saying well I don't want to change this about myself you know I like me the way I am but there were some things about Lisa really needed to change and there were some areas that I really needed to grow in and I thank God I had the wisdom uh, he gave me the wisdom to recognize as I was finding my peace within and going through my spiritual maturity during that time that I needed... Yeah, you don't need to do that anymore. You don't need to do this anymore. You need to pull back on that. There's too much time over here. Not enough time over there. And I can remember... you know, Man, I was going to... the, And y'all know I loved going to the gym. But going to the gym every day after work. Getting home at 7 o'clock. You know, fixing dinner. And my husband's been home. So I had to... Re- hey, I can't do this anymore. I need to find a way to work out at home so I can come home and do what I need to do for my husband, do what I need to do for my family. Not that I wasn't putting myself first, but I had to adapt. I had to grow. Um, And I talk about marriage because I love being married. and, And because when you're a married woman, your desire is what is to please your husband and your family. So I talk about marriage a lot. So, In in me saying that, I had to adjust some things in my life to make sure that my marriage and my husband was okay. I can't always fly off at the mouth. First of all, my husband is not having that. But <laughs> when we first got married, me, I was, I was like, You're not spending time with me or you're not doing this with na la la and as I've matured and came into my own and into myself and my own ministry, I'm okay with that. We you know, I'm I'll be fifty six in a few weeks. So what I needed twenty years ago, I don't need that now. But it took spiritual awareness for me to really realize, you know, Lisa, you don't really need all that time. You don't really need all of that. You're okay right where you are. As we grow, we change. So don't think that change is bad because change is bad. But it's all about the attitude. Man, going through menopause, I'm telling you, it's the worst thing the devil it is from hell (laughs) lord i know it's probably from you but it is from the devil it is of the devil (gasps) Mm. it is of the devil but i had to change my mindset about menopause that's like okay well lord i just thank you for allowing me to still be alive to experience these hot flashes and these cold sweats and this Winter, spring, fall and summer all in 10 minutes. <laughs> I thank you. I thank you for just, you know, cause some people didn't make it. One of our coworkers had surgery on a Thursday and she died Sunday. So look guys, just be thankful that you're here to go through the change and you're in the growth and your attitude is changing with how you see things. It's all about how we see it. Number three, the size of the problem is determined by the size of the person. The size of the problem is determined by the size of the person. And that's relationship wise. There are some things that somebody can do to me that I don't know that it won't phase me a bit but let it be the people that say they love me and the people that say they have my back and the people that say they're my ride or die man let it be them I mean like let it be my husband let it be my son let it be my best friend you you know my siblings but really really let let it be my husband because that's my ride or die for real so if he disappoints me in a way that i was expecting it to be man this my attitude going to be real jacked up you know i'm going to be feeling some type of way like for real and then i'm going to have to talk lisa off the ledge and say come on lisa what is this really about just like i talked about last session what is this really really about let's get to the root yes we probably do need to have a conversation but I really need to check my own feelings, check my attitude. Why am I reacting this way? Why am I responding this way? So, yes, the size of the problem is determined by the size of the person. Because if the if that person doesn't really matter to you, then it's really no big deal. But if it's somebody I hold in high regard, or someone who, you know, I'm going down with, or they're going down with me, and they come out and do something real shady, man, that that's just not going to work. That's not going to work. I'm going to call you on the carpet on it. And we're going to do it in love. Yes, we're going to do it in love. But I'm going to pull your string. I'm going to pull your little shirt tail and say, hey, that wasn't right. I didn't like the way you did that. It didn't make me feel good. And I'll share this with you all. Um, A couple of years ago, I had to have a conversation, you know, because my husband and I, you know, we record and we spend a lot of time together doing music and you know, because you're married and because, you know, we're close and, you know, family, there are uh, expectations that are expected when you go into studios and when you do certain things together. Is it like if you have, if you are a coach and your child plays for you, there's just a level of expectation that you expect and you do treat them differently than you treat the other ones. That's why I don't see how people do businesses together with siblings and mom and dads and husbands and wives. Man, I just got to have a break sometime. But we just had to have a come to Jesus meeting. I was like, yo, I want you to treat me the same way you treat everybody else in the studio. And if that can't happen, then I I just want to be the wife. You know, I just want to be your wife because I can't allow what's going on outside of this house come in here and affect what we got going on as a married couple. Cause this house 3735 is all about peace. Three completeness, seven completeness, three completeness, five grace. Our home is a place of complete grace. So I can't allow anything outside of this house to come into this house and cause havoc in my house, in my home. This place has to be peace for me. So I can't let that happen. And, you know, thank God, you know, he's he's in a spiritual place where he was able to receive what I was saying. And now I can go in the studio and not come out crying like I used to. You know, so you got to speak up for yourself, but you got to recognize what when you're being mistreated. Yo, you can't talk to me that way. And it's not about a bad attitude at that point. It's about being respected. So if you have a problem with people respecting you, that's probably uh, you've lost your voice and you need to go back and find your voice. You need to find your voice. So don't let people walk all over you. So if your attitude is jacked up, you need to make it a positive response. Don't say, you know, I don't like the way you did this. Just say, this, I don't lo- like the way this makes me feel. Or when you do this, it makes me feel this way. And I don't like feeling this way when this happens. I can't let you take away my joy. And and that's, that's what I'm saying. I can't let you take away my joy. Um, number four, fear versus faith. Five big attitude changes. Fear versus faith. Now, the Lord says he has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, of power, and a sound mind. And it takes faith to have that. It even takes faith to walk in love, to walk in power, to walk in a sound mind. But again, it's all about the attitude. The attitude starts with the heart. So am I doing this out of fear Am I, am I submitting to you out of fear or because I have faith in what you, uh, and what you're saying, and um, your ability and what you can do, um, God has assigned it to you to do. So I have faith. We don't want to walk in fear. Cause if there, I say this, there is no love in fear and there is no fear in love. I'm going to say it again. There is no love in fear and there is no fear in love. And if you're doing something for me with an attitude, there is no love in that. Love, do- love doesn't get attitudes when it's doing stuff for people. So, no. Be sure you're not operating in fear when you're doing something for someone. And because because you're at it you're not going to do it with the right attitude you know sometimes we ask our children to do things and that's because they just don't know they're still learning their kids and they do it with an attitude well well, i'm gonna do it anyway i don't want to do it or i mean even as adults and i say this i say this too man adults man we don't need to be having attitudes because we're grown enough and we have a voice We've grown enough to articulate what we need to say, say it effectively, to where it is understood you made your point. Now, if the response isn't like uh, the way you want it to be, then you're just going to have to accept that. Well, that didn't go the way I expected it to go. <laughs> and there's something my husband says, uh, uh, a conversation, the outcome of a conversation depends on, on the response. So if I say something to you, now it's up to you to determine how that conversation is going to go. If I say it in the right way. Now, if I come at, at you all left, then it's going to go left. More Nine times out of ten, it's going to go left. So your attitude, even with how you present it, matters. Because then I can take it, oh, I'm sorry you feel that way. If you come to me all wrong. But we want to always come, you know, come correct. That's all I'm saying. Just come correct. Number five. Can we learn to fail forward? Can we learn to fail forward? I have on my um, vision board. Let me see. uh, Failure on purpose. Failure on purpose. Think about that failure on purpose. I know we say failure is not an option, but sometimes we need to fail, but we fail to move forward, not fail as in we fail, don't do, we don't move forward, but we fail forward because that failing has caused me to pick up myself Grab myself for my bootstraps, put my big girl panties on and do it again. Can we learn to fail forward? Can we go forward in what we've learned from this experience? I've I've been doing Let's see. I've been doing fitness for a long time. And now that I've gotten older and I'm in menopause, you know my weight is fluctuating. But that's not stopping me from working out. That's not stopping me from eating right. And I may go and, and work out for a whole month doing my fat burners and all that stuff and don't lose a pound. But I am still going to continue to work out the one because I know it's healthy for me. Even with um, starting the podcast. I would, man, I didn't know what I was doing and I'm still learning. But I didn't stop at the first time the mic wasn't right. When I wrote my first book, Finding Peace with um, Smile, Show Up, Succeed Every Day. If you don't have it, it's still on Amazon. You can get it. Smile, Show Up, Succeed Every Day. That was my first book. I probably made so many grammatical errors in there and typos and all that good stuff. But now that I'm on my third book. I'm paying somebody to do the editing, but it didn't stop me from continuing to write. So fail forward. It's all about the attitude. Why am I doing what I'm doing? Am I doing it to help somebody? Am I doing it for myself? Yeah, you can do it for yourself. But if you, if God is giving you a gift, it's for the world. And he's given all of us a gift. We all have something to give back to the world. So, look, don't hold it for yourselves. Give it. Give it away. So, remember, guys, rich is not just about money. Rich is about having an abundance of everything. And everything starts with the attitude. We got to be willing to learn. Are you willing to learn? Are you a plus or a minus person? Do you give or do you take away? Because if you're always taking away from people, you I mean, <laughs> the Lord says that he will make us make us lenders and not borrowers. He says to owe oh, no man anything but love. So you want to make want to be making deposits into people. You want to be a plus person. You don't want to be adding to, adding to people's lives, not taking away from people's lives. And negative attitudes and negative responses take away from people's lives. I'm never down. I'm up or I'm getting up. This how you doing? I'm holding on. Well, how you doing? I'm holding, well, at least you holding on. at least you're holding on you haven't fallen down but even if you've fallen down there is still a way up there's nowhere else to go but up if you're down (laughs) so remember your attitude traits that you need to continue to grow to continue to change your attitude be willing to learn are you a plus or a minus You're never down. You're either up or getting up. There is always an answer. There is always a way. Now, we used to say um, back in the day, where there's a will, there's a way. Now they say there's a way, but there's no will. So again, that's about attitude as well. Change your way of seeing things. Um, Joyce Meyer wrote the book, there's the battlefield is in the mind the attitude and the heart and the mind the heart and the mind working together creates the attitude that's what happens and have an attitude of gratitude be grateful be thankful thank god for what you have don't just take things for granted and give 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 i gave uh I like think I gave $150 last week. Just random. What's your cash app? What's your cash app? What's your cash app? Because you know why? Because I'm rich. I'm rich. God has p- supplied all my needs. I am rich and I am giving back. I am wealthy and I am giving back. So what is your attitude? It is the advanced man of your true self. That's what your attitude is. It is the advanced man of your true self. Its root is inward, but its fruit is outward. So what is, it says, um, it's not what goes in the man that defiles him. It, It is what comes out. And you are truly what you eat. Because when, when we go, it comes out and oftentimes we can tell f- from the breath or from the bowel what you got going on in the on the inside. So it's what comes out of your mouth, whether it's foul or whether it's uplifting. And we want to be uplifting your attitude. It is your best friend or your worst enemy. <laughs> so you can spread love, peace and joy or you can spread hate damnation and hell i'm just saying you got happy words and you got potty mouth words so that's what your attitude is it is more honest and consistent about you than your words i'm gonna say that one again it is more honest and consistent about you than your words Sometimes you don't even have to open your mouth for people can feel your attitude. You walk in the doors like, man, she got that attitude. Did you see? Did you see her attitude? Because it's all over your face. It's your energy. We don't want that. We want to give good vibes. We want to give good energy. We want the joy to shine. We want to be the light. What is your attitude? It is your outward look based on your past experience. Wow. It is your outward look based on your past experiences. So if you haven't dealt with your past experiences and you are still carrying it on your shoulder, that is going to display in your attitude. There are some people that just don't have grace for people. One person messed up, all of them messed up. One person going to hell, everybody's going to hell. One person stepped on your toe, then everybody stepped on your toe. No, man, you can't live that way. It is your outward look based on your past experiences. So your attitude is portrayed by your past experiences. What is your attitude it is what draws people to you or repels them. Now a repellent is just like um, uh, off, you know, the, the mosquito spray off. So when you spray off on your body, when you're outside, you know, trying to chill, get some vitamin D from the sun and the mosquitoes will come around and you start uh, spraying off on you. That's so that the fleas won't come toward you. So if your attitude is bad, then you are a repellent. You, your whole attitude is a repellent. Well, I want to be that person that draws people to me. I want to be like out in Myrtle Beach. There were no mosquitoes at Myrtle Beach. There were no mosquitoes. I saw no bugs <laughs> at Myrtle Beach. I want to be like that. What is your attitude? It is never content until it is expressed. Your attitude is never content until it is expressed. An attitude has to be expressed. And it's say attitude. We're hoping that it's a good attitude. There is a bad attitude in a good attitude. Well, you had a really good attitude toward that. Yeah, it's your response to it. That's what your attitude is. What is your attitude? It is the librarian of your past and your present. <laughs> it is the speaker of your present there we go it is the speaker are your present it is the speaker of your present so your attitude is telling about your future of your past it's telling about what's happening with you today and it is the prophet of your future wow it is the prophet of of your future can you imagine if some of the people who have lost their lives um you know from tragic from fights or whatever if their attitudes had been different you know people who have lost jobs people who have lost relationships because of their attitudes missed opportunities because of their attitudes Wow, that's something we need to start thinking about. The love that you can't get, won't get, not getting because of your attitude. That's something that can be changed. For real, man. Your attitude can be changed. It's only when we get really, really spiritually spiritually connected to why we're doing what we're doing. It's about attitude I am convinced that life is 10% what happens to me and 90% how I react to it and so it is with you where are you you are a you are in charge of your attitude you are I can't control your attitude. No one else can control your attitude. You are in control of your attitude. What are our takeaways from today's lesson? Bad attitudes have bad thoughts. Bad attitudes have negative um motivations bad attitudes you have make wrong decisions bad attitudes wrong actions bad attitudes you have bad habits good attitudes you have right thoughts positive meditation positive motivation right decisions Right actions, continual actions, and good habits. Right attitudes are easier to handle, easier to explain, easier to deal with. Things turn out really good for you when you have a good attitude. Be rich. In your attitude. Let's strive to be rich in our spirit. Let's strive to be rich in joy and love and happiness. And if you have a hard time really um, tapping into that, write it down. Begin to journal. If you haven't started meditating yet, find time to meditate. Find times to turn turn your plates down. Find time to tap into God and tap into what he has for you. Find time for that. Because there are some things about our attitudes that we just can't control. But you are in control of your attitude. There are circumstances that come, life brings, that you just cannot control it happening. But you certainly can control how you respond. Why worry about things that you can't control when you can keep yourself busy controlling the things that depend on you? I want you to think about this this week. Use positive words. I want you to think, don't say, I got to go do this today. Say, I get to do this today. Instead of saying, I got to go to work, say, I get to go to work today. I got to go to the store. I get to go to the store today. Man, I got to pay these bills. I get to pay these bills. Because your attitude quickly changes from needing to fulfill obligations to being grateful for the things that you can obtain the things that you can take care of i say well my husband and i have emergencies that come up i say well love we're we're just glad we're able to take care of it and we're just glad we're able to support our families and put food on the table and pay a mortgage pay a car payment pay for our son max to go to school pay for private school. We're just glad we're able to take care of ministry and be able to go to McDonald's if we want to, <laughs> Just say and get some ice cream from Wendy's. Let's get a frosty, but don't sweat it. Just thank God that you're able to do it. And when you begin to look at the fact that you're able to do it, it won't become such a hardship to you. I can go on and on and on about talking about positive attitudes and how we look at things. But our time has come to an end. Just remember, guys, you are already rich. You are all, It's already done. God did it for us. Jesus did it for us. It's how you respond to what he's already done. What's your attitude toward what is already done? You're already rich. Let's go pay it forward. Smile today. Show up to su- today, and succeed today. Remember to follow me on Facebook. Like one well, is it? Follow me on Facebook. Like me on Twitter. Like me on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter. <laughs> I can't remember all the slayings that go with that stuff. But I did learn a new word this week. I am ripped. Meaning I am happy in life. Adrian taught me that. He said, Ma, I'm ripped. I was like, what does that mean? He said, I'm happy in life. I am happy in life. And you go be ripped today. Remember to find peace within A centered mind is a centered soul. Thank you for listening to the Finding Peace Within podcast with Lisa L. Dalton. You can find me on Instagram at Lisa Wilson Dalton. You can follow me on Facebook at Lisa Wilson Dalton. And follow me on Twitter at I am Lisa L. Dalton. I even have a website findingpeacewithin.org where you can read some of my blogs you can find the books that I've written and even some of the workout videos that I've created until next time remember to find peace within a centered soul is a centered mind